A city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace for every one of us. We all need it, can't live without it. A Gotham City, oh Hello and welcome back to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out this and all your other, all other types of Batman podcasts on the BatmanUniverse.net for some more Batman-y goodness. My name is Donovan and as always I'm joined by... This is Josh Bubba Moose on the loose. Desaguli! Oh gear, oh god. <laughs> and uh, tonight... Uh, we are reviewing uh, the episode of Gotham titled... Even though we're recording clearly during the daytime. <laughs> we say clearly. <laughs> <laughs> As the listeners can see. Uh, yeah, we're wearing our sunglasses. Um, this episode is called <laughs> A Ball of Mean and Mudness. What does that have to do with the episode? Jack. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, th- th- and that's mainly the reason why I-, I-, I started this episode out, because the the title was confusing and nonsensical. <laughs> right, and because I'm not in front of my computer due to work-related reasons, so I need it done. But, uh, you know, this episode, uh, uh, Lee says, you know who's been missing for a while? Miss Kringle. He's like, oh, well, since you got me the Galavan thing, how about I look for you, her for you? Could you, Jim? Yes, and I promise that I'll look for her and not get completely distracted and go off into another subplot during this. Which is exactly what Jim does, but not before Riddler's like, oh, Gordon, I know you're on to me, and I'll get my revenge. Uh-huh. And then goes, us, no, I'm really not. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> Alfred gets in a fight with a cupcake and winds up in the hospital, to which Jim Gordon, like, literally exclaims, uh, again? So Bruce, you know, goes off to search for his parents' killer on his own uh, and has a very interesting confrontation, and at the end of the day, you know, with all he took from it and all that closure and non-closure, he decides to live on the streets with his girlfriend like all teenagers do at one point in their lives. Am I right, guys? Uh, Penguin uh, is legally declared sane and gets a certificate Harley Quinn style so he can join the real world again and he doesn't have to deal with any more therapy. So he goes Um, out shopping on rollerblades with two hyenas. (laughs) Penguin's holiday. Yeah. So while Alfred was having problems with cupcakes, uh, Penguin was, was having problems with ice cream. Uh, so, <laughs> that, that that was this week in Gotham. Donovan, this episode, do you feel better than you did last week? Um, I think I should be asking that question to you, because you were a lot more uh, vocal about our distaste. Um, this episode is definitively better than last week. I can say that with no, uh, no hesitation. I think you might be ever so slightly higher, higher on it than I am, but that's not really worth mentioning, to be honest, because this was a really great episode. I think it's one of Gotham's best. What about you? Agreed. One of one of Gotham's best. Um, I didn't like the penguins. That I never like any of the Hugo Strange and the Arkham Body Asylum scene. stuff is crap. Yeah, like like remember last season when like every time it would like switch back to Dollmaker Island, we'd be like, ah, this plot again. Like uh, Arkham, like Arkham and Hugo Strange. You know, that's like the Dollmaker Island of season two. But the other stuff, like I loved so much about this. I love Edward Nigma in this. I loved. I loved the the Bruce Wayne and like you know and the not Joe Chill scene, um, you know matches Malone. That was some of the best like that Gotham's ever done. And at, at that point when I was watching that, I sent Don a text saying, "This is what Gotham needs to be every single like Absolutely. week. This is 
this was breathtaking stuff. And I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. And like, and and even unsure, like, you know, how it was going to end. So I liked that. And I even liked, uh, what was I gonna? There was like some stuff that I thought was like going to go in a very predictable direction. And it wound up going like in a way that surprised me. So this was a solid, strong episode, one of their best. And it was a lot more focused too, because really we kind of only had like, you know, the major plot line of matches Malone and then like a small little subplot of penguin. And then like the whole Miss Kringle thing was like a micro plot. That's literally going somewhere, but it's just starting now. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see if it goes somewhere. Cause actually talking about Kringle before we get to some of the other stuff, we can't talk about her anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, She's dead and she's never coming back. But, uh, Unless she becomes one of the monster men, like Hugo Strange and Peabody, like they're digging. Why would they do that? (laughs) At last, we found the body of Kristen Kringle, and then Peabody's like, "But, but Professor Strange, why her? She fits into my larger prams with the riddle. I mean, Enigma." (laughs) I I, I, I gotta say, I do like how over the top. Hugo Strange is I, what I don't like about his plot lines is that when they portray because I feel that like they did Arkham differently last year like you know they're, they're dangerous like you know crazy people but now there's like you know everyone's a child everyone has the mentality of a child you took my ice cream like, it's like oh shut up I don't like that um, but that wasn't the question was it I forget <laughs> yeah, yeah we were talking about Miss Kringle but it doesn't matter but yeah she because um, Nigma did that thing where it's like oh she and Doherty ran away and that was like Some, then, somebody somebody said on one of our comment sections, you know, like, aren't people going to be looking for her? And that explanation, like, she ran away, that was good enough for me. But I'm glad – and I think I mentioned that, like, uh, a week or two ago. But I'm glad that they're doing something with it. That being said, the conversation that, like, Jim and Lee had at the beginning was, like, so idiotic. It's like, you know, <laughs> have you asked Ed where, where she is? Well – even though he's the last person to hear from both of them and the only person that knew where both of them went and he was dating Kringle and he's at the a of her disappearance and he's our only lead. And he was found Penguin. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and he has known criminal ties. I don't think it's worth it to see. I don't think it's worth it to ask him. Like, it, it's like the Tito Puente conversation from us. Like, <laughs> Let's roll, boys. Like, well, he did vow revenge. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, but he's a show business. He's a celebrity. <laughs> so, uh, so, so it's like oh, I don't know about, it. but they did ask Nigma anyway. So, <laughs> what was it that? It, what was it that? He, like he says when like Gordon talks to him, he's like, you know, oh, what's his heart is too broken or something like that. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Well, what can be broken with just one word or like something like silence? Yeah. You know, he, I've heard like, nothing. What, what's your point? Nothing. I would like to say I would like to give. He got so distracted from that to like where Nick was like, ah, so our little cat and mouse game of where's my girlfriend? How's that going? He's like, oh, that. Oh yeah, sorry. (laughs) I I, I was in the Bruce plot. Um, I'll get to this in another episode. Oh, Gordon, you think you're fooling me? And Bullock's like, who are you talking to, (laughs) Riddle Boy? Uh, Nobody. Well, I, I I gotta say I liked Gordon in this a lot because. I like seeing Gordon as a supporting player, and he's genuinely unassuming for the majority of like like what's going on, and that's kind of pleasant to see because after a while, his his like you know his hunches and suspicions being always right kind of becomes kind of uh, laborious and kind of wearing on the on the on the viewer because it's kind of like going through the motions. So I, I kind of like him being you know not really having a clue as to what's really going on. And he he kind of comes off a lot more uh, 
appreciable as opposed like you know the thug corrupt cop that he's now become in this season so that was a little that was a little easier to swallow for me the whole enigma thing you know which which is closer to the comics of like it's not that he likes to kill people but he likes being challenged you know he likes the whole cat and mouse intellectual you think you're smarter than me yeah 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 it's all about you know being the smartest person in the room so um I, i thought him talking to himself was a little much but you know it's he's insane and it's a tv show so I'll, I'll roll with it, but, you know, roll my eyes a little bit. Why did he take a green crayon and, like, make a question mark over Jim Bryce? <laughs> Who is the Batman? I mean, the Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> what purpose yeah. does that serve? Yeah, so, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, for I for iconic purposes i completely forgot that he did that until you mentioned it to me now too it would be like bruce wayne like like taking a blanket and like covering half of his face and like dashing off into his his bedroom because he's batman like, like why <laughs> you, you mean like clark kent did all the time like you know like i sure am wearing something that reminds you of a red cape am i right guys oh it's, is that on smallville or in every other comic <laughs> Um, uh, it, it was like, there'd always be like costume, you know, references in Smallville. But then like, I remember in Man of Steel, like he was wearing like a cape, um, as a kid. And like, people were saying like, if Superman never existed in this universe, why is he wearing a cape? And like, people were arguing He's over like, Pepper now, of course. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, were there superheroes that wore capes without Superman and pop culture the like influence? I don't know. And, the and, Justice and, Society? <laughs> Do the Justice Society exist in the Man of Steel world? Well, I mean, like, you know, the Justice League are going to exist, so it's not impossible. <laughs> are we going to get a... Let's let's see how Dawn of Justice does before we start planning a Justice Society movie. <laughs> uh, that, that would be awesome if DC can get their stuff together. But anyway, um, so, the, I mean, not much else to say about the Kringle plotline and Landless You, but, you know, Peng, uh, Penguin Peabody and... The return of, of our good friend, you know, Kimmy Schmidt's landlady. Like, uh, oh, yeah. she had the first line of the episode, so we got to hear that voice again. I thought it was completely, I thought it was like a dream, but then we see Penguin. He's wearing, like, he's a virtual boy. Oculus Rift. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> they're legitimately, like, hooking, like, this thing up. Oh, they also said that they were using, like, Jonathan Crane's yes. uh, formula. The, the Crane formula is working perfectly, Peabody. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> He's the, this, you want to know why I like him more than Doctor Dalmacher? Well, you want to know why I like you, Leeds? Because you have the right to ask Betty to marry you. The shadow of Peabody isn't standing between you. Well, do you know why I like Strange more than Doctor Dollmaker or whatever? Because like Dollmaker's Dollmaker's plots were a lot dumber and more random. And I can follow because Hugo Strange is a noted character in the comics. I can follow his line of thought better, and I just I just enjoy his performance a lot more because it is silly. Well, the Dollmaker's plot also involved like him giving his prisoner like run of like you know the the, the whole like operation. Yeah, that's true. And also like I, I don't know like, like inflicting horrible violence on his on his excuse me on his patients and smiling at it, and then says, "Oh, you're cured now because I'm done with you. <laughs> I've had my fill." I, I don't think asylums actually do this, but like a, a, like a certificate, like it's a diploma. Um, I I, I don't know. Maybe it's an old timey thing. It reminded me of, of like I think was Harley's Hall was that the episode Harley's Holiday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah, it reminded and 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 I'm with Peabody. It's like this guy was just arrested for murder, like you know, like an hour ago. Two episodes Should we ago. be letting him out? It's like, oh, this is an experiment. Let the people be mad at me. Well, yeah, he, he it was so quick. I thought that like it was a trap, and like he was seriously he was still in the asylum. But like, no, they really let him go. <laughs> You're free to go. We, we've we've beaten you enough. We've elected you enough. Right. Well, I, like I said. It, it, at least the show acknowledged that, like, this was a bad idea that would have ramifications that they would get in trouble for. Hugo Strange is just saying, I don't care. But, like, yeah, like, if somebody killed the mayor and, like, I don't know how much time has passed. Like, I, I joke that it was, like, two days ago or something. But, like, it's it, it can't be more than, like, a, a few weeks since, like, you know, Penguin turned himself in. A few weeks is being generous, too, I might add. Like, two weeks at least. And that's being generous. I would I would almost argue if it's been days, especially with all like you know, the the way that the Bruce Wayne plot line's been moving. And how long did the freeze saga take place? So, oh right, the freeze saga took place in us. Yeah, that's right because they had Nora. So yeah, the freeze saga must have taken place in like over a day, know, a few day span. Well, you had like I think I I think over a day at least a couple of days. And how much longer is this episode taking place after that? Uh, we don't know. I mean, because I, I got the sense from that Gordon and Lee scene, Leslie scene. I said Lee that um, there was tension between the two of them because of their last scene in the, in the freeze plot. So it's definitely within the same week, I think. Same week. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of like I, I remember uh, last uh, season with Stella. We were trying to figure out just how long like the ogre had Barbara kidnapped. Uh, uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was so last season. That was so 2015. Yeah, that was before Barbara Keane became a supervillain. But, you know, the main event, uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, one scene I want to talk about first, you know, is um, the Alfred versus Cupcake fights. I was... We have to say the guy's oh, name. <laughs> well, what else are we going to call him? Uh, yeah, I suppose we're trapped. But anyway, I was going into that fight expecting it to go a certain way where, where it, it was just looking like it was going to be a predictable thing of like, uh-oh... Cupcake doesn't realize that Alfred knows martial arts and it's going to surprise everyone, including the audience, by showing that Alfred really knows how to kick butts. But instead of like doing this thing where like, you know, Alfred just kicks the guy's butt like totally his ass kicked. you see that Alfred uh, say what he got his ass kicked. Yeah, Alfred was not only was Alfred barely holding his own. But I love how he used the whole fight as, like, a teaching opportunity for a young Moss to be. Like, the whole fight, he's like, now see, Bruce, you know, you gotta use your enemy's, you know, muscles against him. Like, like while Alfred is, like, barely staying conscious, he's, uh, <laughs> he's holding his own in, 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 in that, that was great. And, and then giving Bruce the lessons. I, I love that scene, and I was very, very prepared to be annoyed by it when I thought it was gonna go in the other direction. Well, I like the relationship between Alfred and Bruce that they're both determined, but Bruce is far more determined than Alfred's experience lets him be. Like, Alfred's doing all this, he's getting into fights, he's leading him around, you, you do what I say. But the entire time, Bruce is, by this point, has become a darker personality. And I like that. But I agree with you in terms of like, the fight, how the fight carried out. I like the fact that, like, you know, Alfred... What are your opinions on the whole, like, you know, idea of Alfred being, like, you know, a military man who can beat up people, even though he's a butler, like... That 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 concept of the character, like, what are your what's your general opinion on that? I don't mind that because there's some precedent for it post crisis, where you know Alfred, you know, was kind of was there really post crisis? Let uh, uh, 
I feel didn't he have a military background post crisis? I feel like he did. Well, Nightwing Alfred's return. He was a he was an actor back then, right? I, I don't know where the military thing came from. I know that that was referenced well, briefly in, in, in the animated series. They said like you know he did work for the British government, but he didn't do any like field work. And then the Nolan movies, they said that well, he he was a soldier. Like it's a, it's an idea, but I don't know if it's an idea that like is as as literal as it's become now. Yeah, I mean, I, he's had a military background, and then you know it, some of this is kind of more Earth One stuff, but anyway. I don't mind it, and it's it's not like they've completely changed Alfred, and this version of Alfred is more hard-nosed anyway, like, doing some of the things that, like, I couldn't imagine, you know, uh, post-crisis or, you know, or pre-crisis Alfred doing, like, you know, making Bruce climb up a mountain with a broken leg and, you know, like, and stuff like that. I guess I don't so necessarily Alfred, mind it myself. This Alfred is already kind of his own version. Well, I mean, I feel that, like, I don't, yeah, he is. I don't totally mind it myself, but it, it has become like the pre, the prevailing characteristic of the character by this point in almost all forms of media. Like, 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 oh, everyone knows that Alfred is like a bat. And I feel that like it gets away from the point of the character. Like, he's supposed to be kind of a caretaker character, and I'm getting a little tired of that, but in this version in the show, I, I find it okay. Well, and because this is a version of a show where Bruce Wayne has to be raised to become Batman, and Alfred's being the one to raise him, I think it's important for Alfred to be this person who could push Bruce to the next level and could train him like that. Like the Earth One pre-Crisis Alfred would not have been able to do this. He, you know, like no, he was a joke. Yeah, he he was a joke until like he became you know the Alfred that we all know and love in the Bronze Age kind of. But yeah, like he that Alfred couldn't train Bruce. I'm now remembering that one story where like. Alfred's afraid, like, it, it was a Batman family issue pre-crisis where um, uh, Alfred thought that Commissioner Gordon was going to find the Batcave. So Alfred's dressed up as a burglar, pretending the Rob Wayne Manor to, like, fool Gordon for reasons. Because that's how pre-crisis rolled all the time. <laughs> but this wasn't even, like, the wacky Silver Age where, like, everyone was always an alien, you know, like, on a cover. Like, oh, no, Superman's turned into an alien. Isn't he already as, an as, alien? As opposed to usually. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Like, this was, like, the, the this was like the mid to late 70s. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's, it's like... It, 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 like Alfred never tra- never trained Batman, so that's, that, that's my kind of thing. But, again, for the show, I don't mind it, but, like, I don't... I'm getting tired of that being like you know when I think of Alfred I think of military man that's annoying but I'm 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 an old I'm an old Batman fan of a different stripe so times are different. Yeah. Um. One other thing in this plot line, uh, Jerry, uh, aka who's the actress's name? Uh, she played Live Lori Petty, uh, Michael Bailey's favorite yeah. character from Superman. Yeah, Lori Petty, who was also in Orange Is the New Black this last season, by the way. Um, I'm not surprised. I, I was I I was trying to figure out like I know this person's voice like. It was on the tip of my tongue. Like, where have I seen her before? And then, like, I Googled. I'm like, oh, yes, Orange is the New Black and Superman. Uh, what? If someone would have told me that, like, we were going to get a punk rocker who, who was leading a Jerome-themed Dressed tribute like Harley Quinn. Yeah, like, tribute band. I would have been like, this is one of the stupidest things that Gotham's ever done. But the way that, like, she played the character... That <laughs> I love well, that. Well, I think that the character was written very well. Where She wasn't like, ha-ha, anarchy or whatever. She... There was some sort of, like, I don't want to say wiseness to her, but, like, she has traveled some road where she's a bit more dimensional than you would expect this kind of character to be. And I, I, I agree, I liked her a lot. 
Oh yeah, yeah. She she was like a, a quote unquote one scene wonder or something, you know? Because like it's not like she was in the entire episode. She just has her, you know, one scene with Bruce, and then you know, like sends you know the people after Goran, and we see her getting arrested. But like her, it it was done very well with just the right amount of intensity. And I know that this show, you know, is trying to do different suspects for the Joker, different people to throw us off, and like. Uh, I'm not fooled for a second that like this is going to be their version of the Joker. Cut to like season ten, where like you know she's leading the United Underworld. She's the Joker's you know? daughter. Yeah. Oh, she's. Oh my gosh, Duella Dent. I knew it. <laughs> In the next episode, like Jim's going to be like Harvey. Um, I have some bad news. I arrested your daughter. I don't have a daughter. And yeah, I get to be in this episode. <laughs> Just this one scene. What? No! Well, I, th- th- that, that whole rave scene was kind of Schumacher-esque. Remember you, Batman Forever? But yes, I actually kind of thought it was kind of cool. Like, like the flashing of Jerome. Like, like I don't know. Like Yeah. <laughs> Images of Jerome, you know, killing Sarah Asin. But, it, <laughs> but uh, that could have come out a lot cheesier than, than I think it did. Like, 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 like Gotham would have done that. Usually, kind of does that kind of stuff a lot more over the top. But for some reason, that felt right for the story. I mean, I, I liked it, and I don't, I don't know why I liked it, but I, I did. I, I thought that was really neat. And um, I love when Gordon shows up, and and, she, and she's like TCPD, and like Gordon starts like un, uh, you know unintentionally body waving people. Like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's being body waved like Al. Like this is like an episode of Home Alone or something like that. <laughs> like he's like he's like Kevin McAllister. I mean Bruce. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> and then Bruce like you know drops a bunch of marbles. Like <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna arrest for body waving. Like, he arrests her for like saying GCPD. Which I mean, really honestly, why? What crime has she committed? But whatever. Well, she's just killed Something people. Probably. Like, have you ever killed anybody before? I sure have. Dressed like this. I'm sure he found. She was arrested for like you know possession. <laughs> but just of a, of a microphone. <laughs> Early episodes of that '70s show, they weren't actually allowed to like you know mention drugs by name or something like that so like there was an episode where like somebody was arrested for like having a marijuana bag like you don't see what's in the bag but like it's obvious it's marijuana so like they're like what happened to Hyde he got arrested for holding for holding what and then like Jackie says for holding my heart (laughs) (laughs) it was a nice swerve (laughs) anyway (laughs) um that's it for Jerry you know in in my mind but uh I guess we can also talk about like i Gordon and Bullock are just kind of like, you know, riding in the backseat for this plotline. But I love the moment where Gordon gets the call. And like, I didn't, you know, you don't know, like, why Gordon's being called, but you just hear his reaction. And he says, what? Again? And I'm thinking, wait, what's happening? And then the next scene, <laughs> they're with Alfred in the hospital. So I love his reaction. Like, Praying by Alfred. his side. <laughs> yeah, like, Alfred in the hospital again. And Bullock, and Bullock, Bullock says, yeah, damn, Butler, you should get a lot of fights. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's see. He was shot, and then um, didn't he? Did he get hurt in the in the? He was stabbed by episode? the junkie guy. Oh right, yeah, yeah. He wasn't shot. Yeah, he was stabbed by. Red well, he's, he's been shot before, but like in his shoulder. But he's but he also. Oh right, yeah. Um, Tigris, you know, was like hunting him last uh, half of the season. Yeah, she, she, oh, yeah. she threw a battering in his back. He was stabbed by Reggie. He was shot in the shoulder, like like when Bruce was first kidnapped, I think. Yeah, I'm sure glad we had that scene of Tigress and Butch having sex because that sure paid off, you know, <laughs> since it happened. Four weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been that long, but yeah, like, 
that was and selena watching them next episode now that bruce is living with her they're going to be watching together like now pay attention kids <laughs> this is how crime lords have sex and, like, and butch has a bunch of like you know adult toys on his like hand like, I, just, I, just, I just thought that <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a swiss army knife and, all these <laughs> and then like smash cut to like you know wayne manor alfred's reading the newspaper by the fire and he hears a knock on the door and like bruce is there and he's shaking he's like i can't live on the street alfred i've seen too much i've seen too much well, i like how he was he was in jerry's like i don't know rave hall or whatever he was like walking by like these scantily clad women and and there's one shot where like davi mazaz looks into something and you hear like like vague noises and he kind of you know he's like i've now passed the threshold haven't i <laughs> i'm now a man <laughs> take that tommy elliott from school <laughs> yeah it was, it was. I mean, it was good. I mean, it, we we're kind of blown by this pretty quickly. It was good. I mean, I don't want to say that like we spend more time on the things that we don't like, but it was very straightforward. It was well written. You know, all the actors did great. I thought. Do you think we'll ever see Jerry again? I hope so. I mean, as long as it's like, as long as they don't milk her too much, like they did with Jerome. She or becomes like, like yeah. the crime boss, like Butch has. You know what? Do it. Like, like honestly, yeah. Like, what? I, well, watch me regret this. Yeah, ma- make her a crime boss. She'll be more interesting than like these cookie cutter ones we've. She's had. not even a criminal though. I mean, it, maybe she was, but like, she, she wasn't doing anything in this episode besides that was against the law. I'd rather see her than see like you know Hugo and Peabody being like you know, oh, but Professor Strange, you know, why are you you know ordering the the vanilla coke instead of the chocolate? Because it's all part of my plan involving Indian Hill. Can we just do the Monster Men already? I know. Soon, the season finale is upon us. I, 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 I don't blame you for disliking them because it's easy. But for, I don't know, why, why am I, why are we not on the same page with that? Maybe, is it because I'm loyal to B.D. Wong? Because we're different people? Maybe. But like, I, I find them funny. They're so silly. <laughs> Especially that last episode, which like I was, I really hated them in the last. Well, even in, even in the scene where when, when Penguin's being let free, like you zoom in on on Hero Strange's face, and he's like, you know, you're free to go, Oswald, and like, what did you say? Sorry, I was chewing gum. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I like I like the Hugo Strange character in the comics. I like Peter Wong as an actor. Maybe maybe he's they're impervious to my criticism. Uh, what do you think about the fact? And I know that we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but like you know, I, I want to hit up this talking point before we talk about you know the the Joe Chill. I, I know he's not Joe Chill, but he he's Joe Chill of the show. Like so much of a big deal, and I have mixed feelings about this because, but so much of a big deal was made in the early episodes that like Gordon, you know, promised Bruce he was going to catch the killers of the Waynes. Gordon had Jack all to do with this. Um. I will say that this this kind of this honestly, if you think about it, this whole Matches Malone, Joe Chill, I found him to kill my parents, and I'll get revenge. This kind of came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, Alfred. Just, I don't know about nowhere. No, but I, 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 no, really, because all of a sudden, Alfred's like, "Oh, my friend that we don't know, that we've never seen before, that you didn't see, you know, that went off screen, gave me a name. I, we finally found him. Then, like an episode later, like he's. But they got the name from Silver doing that whole like torture thing, and they have been talking about this like for the entire series. But I do think that like going from Silver giving them the name to like you know Alfred saying, "Well, my friend found this guy's like you know file." I thought that that was a huge leap. But. I think that like they spent more times on subplots than this, and this felt a lot quick in comparison. 
So it felt a little expedient. Uh, so part of me wonders if they if if they if they even like had a plan going into everything, which maybe they did. Because like even in Lovecraft, I remember like when Gordon comes in there, he's like, "Ah, oh, Lovecraft, I know you paid to kill the wings. I didn't, but I know who did." Now let me start to tell you, nice and slowly, before I'm assassinated by Zaz's girls or whoever wound up doing that. That's true. There was an air of like conspiracy to it, and I guess we're supposed to find out who hired him. Did you really care? <laughs> I, <laughs> I hope it's Lou Moxon. <laughs> I, I, I do too. I do too. But like Bruce doesn't seem to care anymore. Like I, I, I is that, uh, that big I, of a deal? I think he'll care because there's still the Wayne corruption stuff. I mean, it's it's almost they've almost come right out and said that like you know the the Wayne like company hired someone to do it like without saying it. But it's and I feel like that might redeem Gordon a little bit if Gordon at least can like be a part of taking down. The people who hire the killers or the conspiracy. Can he do his freaking job for once? I just – part of me when the show started was like I wasn't sure if I liked the idea of Gordon being the one that captured the Wayne's killer instead of Bruce doing it. But then like – so part of me is glad that Bruce had a hand in this. But then the other part of me says because we've built up Gordon having to do this so much, it's almost kind of a letdown and like it makes those first episodes a little more embarrassing if at the end of the day he had nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, we talked about this last time. I mean, I, I'm not happy with how, the, how Gordon's been done generally. And this one, I didn't necessarily have a problem with him not being there, but, like, it felt like it was in line with how he's become as of late. Um, I mean, it, this, this kind of goes back to, like, the whole idea of, you know, the killer of Batman's parents being a gigantic deal rather than just a nameless killer. And I liked how they did it here where he, the man himself was a lot more unassuming than you'd imagine. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about the man. Uh, Patrick Malone or... Whatever the the actor's name is, like, uh, I he was very well acted and very well written. I liked how he was just like kind of nihilistic, but he wasn't aggressively like you know I'll kill everybody. Like, he's just you know I do it for money. I'm a hired killer, and you know what? I think this this is a good way for me to go out. So just kill me. And like he 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 saw an opportunity that I don't think he was lo- actively looking for to get out, i.e., kill himself. And when Bruce was you know now you're, you're just a you're not the evil that I imagined Gotham's evil to be. I like how, how you could see Bruce get progressively more and more disappointed when, like, the guy doesn't even remember him. He's like, don't you remember? You really don't remember? Didn't you read the paper? This was a big deal. He's like, don't have time. It's like, it was two people dressed up nice and a kid. He's like, sorry, you know, you got to be more specific. And like, Although, how does, this is going to Batman, Batman 89. How does he not know who the Waynes are in Gotham City? Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, but but like they, in, in the show itself, they made such a yeah. big deal out of them. It's a little questionable. I guess he travels in other circles, and I mean, I don't like. I'm just trying to think of like you know, is there is there a family like in, in where we live that has a big? Yeah, it's there, there, there's an explanation for there, but you are right that like you would think that because like he was being hired to take out like the CEOs of like the biggest company in the city that that would be some sort of remembrance. The first but... episode established really strongly that the Wayne murders completely shook the city and like that the, the criminal element was shaken by like those events because it upended like, you know, prospects for a greater expansion of the criminal empire. Or even Cupcake is like, oh, the poor billionaire. Right. So like, it's a bit questionable how he's like, you know, who, uh, I mean, I, I think it works for the character, but like, it's a, it also kind of conflicts with what they set up. Like, he could have been like, oh, the Waynes, but like, he, he he had no bloody idea who they were. I mean, he can't be that drunk. 
Maybe he's from out of yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, uh, tell me, you agree? That's that's a bit. Uh, I I did think it was puzzling that he didn't know, but like I'm willing to go with it more than I'd be willing to go with other stuff. But I just want to say, like, like I, I, it doesn't break me necessarily, but I'm just saying, I think that's a bit of a contradiction. I don't know if contradiction is the right word. I, I would I, I would call it more of a logical fallacy than contradiction. Like contradiction <laughs> contradiction would him would be him saying that of course I know the Waynes, and then like him not knowing. <laughs> oh, of course, they're in the wings. They're flying circus, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, maybe he's from out of town. Yeah, even if he's from out of town. But yeah, like everywhere, like where that Bruce Wayne goes, like somebody mentions him or something. Um, I do want to mention one thing too, because I was thinking about. So we were talking about like, does the general public know that like Mario Pepper wasn't the killer? And you know what? Like, even though it wasn't publicly stated, like. I remember Harvey Dent was, like, trying to get, like, an arrest warrant on Lovecraft, and there was that whole, like, scene or something conspiracy, so maybe somehow it leaked out during the Harvey Dent investigation in, like, right. the middle of season one. I feel that, like, in season one, the, the Mario Pepper being a setup thing was was revealed to the public, but it was done in such a quick and small way that, like, we forgot. I don't know if it was revealed to the public, but I know that, like, you at least had Harvey Dent and, like, others, like, after this, and... Gordon was, like, trying to get a warrant for the mayor's arrest. So, like, I mean, paperwork was filed. So anyone that can look up public records might be if <laughs> I don't know. This whole Wayne's killer thing. But, yeah, I love uh, – just going back to what I said is, is I love that moment where, like, you see Bruce getting disappointed when, like, this guy just can't even remember him. And then I'm glad that they did have him eventually remember that way. I did not want there to be any ambiguity. Like, maybe he wasn't the killer because I don't want to go through this again. You know, like, unless <laughs> they put that behind us. He was and his I, brother, Henry James Killer. Right. So, and I guess we could also put that theory of the bed. Like, was Selena lo- – we should look at that sketch artist that, like, Selena had to, like, draw last season. Oh my god! Like, 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 she could have been with him. Like, like, she could have said, she could have said, yes, that's the guy. Like, did he show her? No, yeah, but she said that she was lying, that she never saw his face. And I remember oh, yeah. we, were, we were talking with Stella. We're like, is Selena lying about lying, or was she lying in the first place? Because the guy was wearing a mask. That's right. Which was which was new. Yeah, I, I was wondering about Selena being with him, but I understood why she wasn't because this was one of those like I need to do this alone. Now that you know, things. now that we're talking about it as much, this this entire conspiracy, which sets up the, the whole impetus of the show, this is really complicated. I feel like, there's so many elements that they, they they've dropped and then brought back and then like you know expanded upon that like I'm honestly having trouble keeping it straight. And it's like freaking Batman's origin story. Why is it so convoluted? <laughs> well, the original one was convoluted too. It's like this: Lou Moxon was in jail for like you know over for ten, ten years. <laughs> yes, uh, over ten years. Even though Bruce was you know uh, like a five year old. Yeah, even though Bruce was a five year old and clearly wasn't five when his parents died, and uh, and he wants revenge on Thomas Wayne because Thomas Wayne was the first Batman who got him arrested. So he hired Joe Chill to pretend to mug them. <laughs> What's so complicated about that? And Joe Chill never mentioned this in um, the in the Batman origin story that where like Joe Chill comes back and has a heart attack. Where he goes to those guys, guys, guys. I killed Batman's parents. I'm the reason why he became Batman. Why you know good? <laughs> oh, crap. Well, I mean, I mean, you I mean, forgot to ask him Batman's secret identity. That's my favorite part of the entire thing. Wait a minute, Joe. Who's Batman? There is. <laughs> <laughs> Yoda chill. <laughs> I walk 
Okay. Well, I mean, this is all detailed in the Brave and the Bold episode that, I, that Michael Bailey and I did a commentary for. So, I mean, I don't think that, like, I don't think that's necessarily complicated. I think that's complicated in the comics in terms of, like, you know, Bruce Wayne's age. But, well, it, it's just the question of, like, which we covered with Stella last year, was, like, was Selena lying? And she probably was because it's never been brought up again. And the fact, like, we even said, like, how could she know who the killer was because he did wear a mask? And, and we saw the nice shoes, you know, when he answered the door. I just remember the fact that, like, Selena never talked in the, fr- the entire first episode, which I thought was kind of cool. I remember that. And then, like, she didn't talk for, like, a lot of the second episode, and then she finally did. Like, I was wondering, like, is she just going to, like, never say Her voice say is a lot higher than I expected. Her voice <laughs> is never going to. Well, and then somebody on Twitter, you know, um, like, said in the first episode, like, ah, how dare Gotham sexualize this, like, teenage girl? And we were like, when was Selena sexualized in the first episode? <laughs> she she stole milk and watched a murder. Everyone knows the sexiest thing a woman can do is not speak. <laughs> All right, that, oh. I don't know why I said that. I was being we're, facetious, we're, but like we're talking about everything but the actual scene itself, <laughs> which is the best uh, scene in the show. Yeah, or the one, one of the best scenes that the show has ever done. Truth be told, <laughs> and we can't say more than two words of talking about it without going off topic. Well, well, I, I, I do have points I've not brought up yet. Yeah, like, go for go go for it. Like 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 like. When you think about it, this is, like, Batman at his most, like, focused here. Because, you know, his anger and pain have led up to this moment. And beyond this, it's after a decision he makes to fight crime. And after those years, like, you know, his decisions can be kind of blurred and, you know, his motivations can be kind of skewed. This right here, he's seeing the, the killer of his parents. And, and, and to me, it, was, it wasn't like Davi Mazzaro was playing, like, you know, Bruce Wayne, the kid, like, the grieving kid. He was playing Batman at a very uh, focused point in his life and he had tears in his eyes but they didn't start streaming he was just like he was really angry but he was also you know con- like he was kind of you know surprised and confused and he was learning like the entire time you could see the wheels turning in his head as he was learning and it was that was very well written and i can't imagine how difficult that would have been to act and i think that Davi mazales again acquitted himself brilliantly what do you think oh yeah he he did the same great you know and he was able to we're able to realize like what's going on in Bruce's head without Bruce overly like explaining it to the audience, you know, like this was a Dan Slot comic. You know, we didn't know, need him what to I, tell what us. I must do. Yeah, we, we we didn't need him to tell us like, you know, how he felt. Like we were able to see it and like see the disappointment and you know, he he comes with the ray and I I remember like Bruce walking into the farm and like I was right there with Bruce like when he walks in like the nervous like the the now what? Like you know, what am I going to do now? What can I really go through with this? And at one point I was like, oh, man, I hope Bruce kills him. Wait, why am I saying that? Of course he's Me not going to kill I was, him. I was like that way too. I, 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 I wouldn't mind. Uh, I'm so used to watching shows like, you know, Breaking Bad or like Walking Dead or something like that. Where like, you know. Where killing is okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Where, where, where children will murder other children and stuff like that. Uh, so. <laughs> he snaps his neck and um, then screams about it and cries in Selena's arms and internet fanboys and Mark Wade complained about it for years mm-hmm. oops was that another movie <laughs> don't do this oh <laughs> you imagine him snapping someone's neck Tommy <laughs> this show's gonna get really creative for for Wraith of the Villains <laughs> uh, but no yeah I think that like it was how does it rank? I mean, I know you say you still say that you like Penguin's Umbrella better for some reason. I like Penguin's Umbrella better because number like it, it was one of those episodes where like we did not know what was going to happen next, and they pulled out like surprises like oh I have Barbara King Cash. We're like oh shoot, what are they going to do? Like are they going to arrest this? Are they going to? How are they going to get out of? And then the very end, that scene with Penguin, 
which is the reason why Penguin's Umbrella is one of my favorite episodes too, is because that that last scene it raised so many questions and it made you like it was everything you knew about the entire series up to that point like was was based on lies, and you had to like rethink all of that. So so far, Gotham hasn't given me another moment like that, but this was a very strong, very well acted scene. And I think for me, it's it's all in the intensity. Like like the second episode of the second season with Jerome going going ham, like the intensity and like how are they going to get out of this one? Like 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 Gordon bloodily walking back to GCPD and like nearly everyone slaughtered. Like those were those were really powerful images. And this scene with Bruce and Matches Malone were like it was a powerful scene. And it was like you know. I like the fact that the writing didn't cop out. He, he, he wasn't like, you know, ha, 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 I coach your parents. Like, he was much more interesting of a person than that. Which, like, he was almost goading Bruce a little bit. Like, maybe they deserved it for going down Ark Alley. Like, he was trying to goad, goad Bruce into killing him, but not, like, overtly so. Well, it wasn't like... Oh, I'm going to bring up this, this nugget again. It wasn't like the stupid Gail Simone Batgirl comic when, like, Joker's random henchman felt bad about Barbara and called the cops so she could, so she could, she could survive. Like, it wasn't like he retroactively was a good guy. I know. I believe me. Well, he wasn't a, yeah, he said, I'm a bad guy, I've done bad things. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't care. He's like, oh yeah, I remember the pearls. They went everywhere. <laughs> and I didn't pick up a single one. <laughs> so then Gordon you know, kind of just derps up. Uh, the guy kills himself. He goes back out and he lets Bruce go. And, well, we talked about this on the phone. We're like, uh, Maybe he uh, brought Bruce back to his house. Well, yeah, because okay, yeah, because Don, Don mentioned to me like the next time we see Bruce, like you know, he's like on the street. But I said, well, there's a note at Wayne Manor. So what I said was the sequence of events is this: at one point, before you know, after the Joe Chill conversation, Bruce does go back to the house. So it's not like Gordon let him run off. For all we know, Gordon gave him a ride back to the house, and they had McDonald's on the way home. You know, and like, <laughs> and like talked about your feelings. He's like, I just couldn't do it, Gordon. I just couldn't kill the guy. You know, have you ever had a moment like that? Oh, yeah, I killed the mayor last week. What? What? Um, more fries, Bruce? <laughs> Come on, Bruce, finish your happy meal. We're almost home. <laughs> well, uh, shouldn't I? Should I be leaving you here? There's, like, no butler or anything. I love it. <laughs> this Gordon voice is, like, hard to imitate, and he doesn't even do it all the time. <laughs> well, honestly, like, he's been doing it a lot more often, so I- I've not been checking you for that, like, but he has... <laughs> <laughs> the first time, like, I ever remember him doing it was, like, I think he was yelling at, like, Flass or something, like, or, like, yelling at Commissioner Lowe, like, <laughs> in, in the first episode one. Of, 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 of when it came back from its hiatus, like, he was talking to Lee like that, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but Mackenzie reigning in. <laughs> He's going to sound like Patty and Selma by, like, the 10th season. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell. Homer. <laughs> By the way, uh, feel free to cut this out, but like, I was watching Legends of Tomorrow, and there's a scene where the Adam and Hawker are like posing as like a married couple at a party, and the Adam is like, ah, oh, yes, I- I'm with the most beautiful girl in the room. And then Vandal Savage, Savage literally says, I couldn't agree with you more. Vandal, so you do remember my name. <laughs> I am not making it up. That was word for word what they said. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are we done? I think we are if you are, but... Um, you, you've not complained about oh, the street. Oh, actually, yeah, no, stuff. we haven't talked about... Um, <laughs> so, as I'm digging this episode, you know, Alfred comes home to have a note. 
dear Alfred, I, I've decided to become a homeless child. This is a great decision. <laughs> <laughs> Signed for. I'm sentence. still sane. <laughs> <laughs> Which. <laughs> A few thoughts on it. Number okay, I could see why he's doing it. It's just a very easy thing to make fun of. I think it's completely ridiculous, but like I I, I understand, you know the the logicalness of it. And, yeah, and, and also like very, some, some very similar. He's also doing like the rich kid cliche of running off to like be with your girlfriend. You know, like I don't care about money. All I need is me and my white trash girlfriend. Which Alfred already hates. <laughs> Selena. Alfred already hates Selena and like punched her in the face. So like you know, I'm sure that like this is endearing him to her. But like, like listeners, you know, you, you missed a moment yesterday when like I called on talking about this, and we talked about how Bruce Wayne was going to be a street rat like Aladdin, and we just did this whole like you know Bruce Wayne like Aladdin esque like parody for like ten minutes that devolved. It was into, awesome. That devolved into nothing. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, Selena was a boo, and like, <laughs> and uh, and Bullock and Gordon were like the palace guards, like chasing them for like stealing bread. <laughs> On the hand, Selena, by orders of Bruce Wayne, the princess, the princess, as if they wouldn't recognize Bruce Wayne. Right? Who said Jafar was? <laughs> was it Gordon I, or Hugo Strange and Peabody? Oh dear! And, but no, oh, or was it Alfred? Like he? Did, yeah, she didn't kidnap me. I ran away. I don't know. <laughs> the listeners don't care about all that. But uh, actually, speaking of not caring, I don't like Bullock's attitude. Where like Gordon's like, well. We've been after them since the pilot. Now, this case, he's like, I don't care about that. <laughs> who cares about this whole Wayne? Well, he, he's like, if, if only we knew who hired Mattress Malone. And then Donald Logan was like, I don't give a shit. And walks off the screen. <laughs> yeah, like, didn't this thing, like, completely ruin your lives, you know? Like, you guys almost got executed by Falcone a few times because of this. Well, like, I, honestly, after, like, the first, like, half dozen episodes of uh, the first season, Bullock's become mainly comic relief. So he 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 doesn't really have any. I know it's anymore. such a waste. They have not addressed his wife or his girlfriend or his fiance once. Yeah, he, he was engaged at the beginning of uh, this season, right? Yeah, to, to the pool girl. What about your fiance? Ah, oh, she'll understand. What about your fiance? Twelve twelve weeks later, she didn't understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you in the dock? <laughs> yes, Bullock. For the last year, <laughs> she's having my baby. <laughs> he sees Lee. Oh my God, is that Jim's? <laughs> right. Uh, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, where's my Where's my phone? Um, next episode because we didn't see Barnes in this episode, but he was in the preview for next episode. Yeah, yeah. So that was a ball of mean and mud, or you know, you know uh, the comments. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll read them. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so some comments that we got on our um, the BatmanUniverse.net page is uh, which Dom will read because he's in front of the computer and not me. Well, the first one that we that would happen after we recorded from uh, the Mister Freeze episode, episode twelve, for season two, from Evan G. This week's episode was much better, and I can see that Bruce will have a part to play going forward. I like the moral dilemma he'll be facing whether or not to go through the murder of Malone. We see that. Hopefully, he won't because that would certainly taint the character, like Jim Gordon says, Donovan. On the idea of a Batman show, unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen. DC likes to keep their movies and TV universes separate, but not equal. Instead of, instead of including including different versions of the Dark Knight in TV and film, they make a Gotham, a Batman show without Batman. Oh well, Ben Affleck seems like he could be the best Batman on film. Hopefully BVS satisfies the Batman craving. I'm not grieving for more Batman, I got all my Batman I need. Now, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, is, is that his whole comment? Uh, he has one more paragraph. Okay, now, go ahead. 
I know I'm risking expulsion from this site, but I'd like to hear your opinions on a certain red and blue underoos-wearing teenager from a certain rival company. Sorry for the long comment. I know it's a mouthful. Underoos! <laughs> um, okay, just to address his first comment, I don't know. I, I think that DC was a little more so that the way he's saying with the bad embargo years ago, which was completely, like, stupid. In my opinion, like we can't have like Nightwing in like Justice League Unlimited because of the Nolan movies for reasons, you know, stuff well, like it, it was it was that and I mean, they were appearing in the Batman cartoon at the same time. Uh, but I think that like DC's eased up on that because it's been years and like and we're having like two different flashes. Like the Flash show isn't like, you know, the story of Barry Allen before he became the Flash. Like he's the Flash and he's fighting his rogues gallery. The popular opinion is that like like, like having an entirely different character that when the popular consciousness knows Grant Gustin as the Flash is stupid, but I agree that it's stupid, but like I think that this is because it's not like when when Superman Returns came out and you had Superman versus Tom Willing's Clark Kent and there were two separate mm-hmm. versions of the character. So, but you know that's neither here nor there. We'll get a third flash with the DC Superhero Girls cartoon. Oh my god, yeah, that 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 was something. Um, what did I say, uh, Principal Waller? Well, it's like that's not me and half. Is, is Diana jealous? Is that like what the plot? Is? And then, like for some reason, there's like some pop song with DC Superhero Girls. And for some reason, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and like the female Furies are all in the same class as good guys. Yeah. Um. So he, he asked us about Underoos and um. I mean, people who have people who have listened to us on other shows, you know, and and maybe there's some people who used to. We listen. have a confession to make. We've been on Spider-Man podcast before, <laughs> right? I, I was going to say, like, some people might have followed Don and I when we were on Amazing Spider-Man Classics or Spider-Man Crawl Space or Clone still still on Clone Saga Chronicles. That that's a show that we that we are still doing. Planet of the Symbiote's coming soon, guys. Um, especially Heck since yeah. Zach did find the. Actually, I believe that, that today Zach said he's going to drop uh, an episode that we did like a month ago. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, I, I guess, like, it it wouldn't stall the show too much if we gave, like, you know, brief thoughts about Underoos. I, I like the costume. I like the bright colors. Um, I think it looks the closest to any of the comic costumes. I've, even though the Raimi film, like, looked more like it, I didn't like the texture of the webs, how the webs, like, popped out in the Raimi films and how it was a no. darker color. But the mask, like, when that mask looks at you... Holy heck, like, you know, ignoring the black lines and, like, the pouches and stuff like that, that costume looks great. I think that uh, my favorite will always be Amazing Spider-Man 2's costume because my favorite Spider-Man artist is Mark Bagley, and that's clearly Ultimate Spider-Man. However, this mask is brilliantly Marvel Silver Age Spider-Man. Um, Dicko or Romita, they both kind of did that kind of design. But the web pattern is a lot more pronounced in this costume than it ever was. Because it would go from either a web pattern in the Raimi movies to like being a grid in some of the later movies. Um, I, I like, I, I kind of like the belt because it reminds me of like the 70s show. Uh, I love the spider on the back. That's straight up Ditko. And, um, I, I personally wouldn't put those black lines on the costume, but they really don't detract anything. They're just additions that, I mean, you take those off, and it's still Spider-Man's costume. They're not, like, changing the costume, so, like... Well, and it, I, I it's no small enough changes anyway. It's not like they completely, like, you know, made him look, you know... Like when Harley Quinn changed her costume, and it's, like... He's unreal. still recognizably Spider-Man. Yeah. That's, not, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. <laughs> and, um, and the eyes, like, the eyes look like the eyes in the comic, as opposed to, you know, other stuff, so... I'm happy with it. So, do we have any more comments? Well, we have one comment from the next episode on the uh, A Dead Man Feels No Cold episode from our master, Dustin. <laughs> after the la- after the intro from the last episode, I was really hoping that Hard Kelly's song was retired. 
Guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Good night, everyone. A city of justice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we can't fade out yet because we still have uh, the press release. Yeah, I, occasionally, um, I'll throw in like a different theme song. Like when we were talking about like all like you know Gertrude Cobblepot dying and all the Kimmy Schmidt jokes, like. I made the theme song Unbreakable, and because of the whole, like, Barnes thing, you know, uh, occasionally we'll do, like, you know, a a different theme song, you know, when things weren't, but uh, so far R. Kelly's here to stay, although the the best comment about it was, like, Stephen Lacey, which I think we put it in the blooper section, where he was like, oh, I haven't heard that song in years, and then I turn it on, and I get a city of justice. It's not a city of justice. (laughs) Why would they need Batman if it was? (laughs) I love Lacey. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, he, he's got to come back sometime. He, he's a different time zone, so it's hard to coordinate. But he, he's he's one of my favorites. He can only record the time we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. um, so when you talk about the uh, preview, and the, uh, yeah, so yeah, that was a ball of mud or mean, a ball of mean and mudness. Why was it called that? Yeah, well, and the next episode is called uh, Penguin meets his. Is this what it's called? Penguin meets his. Father? Oh, oh, oh Wrath of Villains, name. Mad Grey Dawn. Okay, Mad no, Grey Dawn? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of paragraphs on here. I, I almost said, more Chestnut stars of Rosewood Returns, but that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These episode titles are getting very uncreative. It says, Penguin meets his father on an all-new Gotham Monday, March 21st on Fox. Paul Rubens from Pee-wee's Big Holiday and nothing else gets stars. Gordon and Bullock investigate a trail of clues left in, in a museum robbery, which, unbeknownst to them, were left by Enigma in a dangerous game of cat and also cat. No, cat and mouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gordon's past comes back to haunt... Of course it does. Comes back to haunt him when an anonymous person threatens to expose his hand in Galavan's murder. You mean that he killed him? Yeah. Also, maybe, maybe, also, it's, maybe it's Enigma. Also, Penguin's visit to some old friends leads him to meet his father, Elijah Van Dahl? Alright. Um, guest star Paul Rubens. And Bruce practices his street smarts in the all new Wrath of the Villains colon Mad Grey Dawn episode of Gotham airing Monday, March 21st, 8 to 9.01 p.m. Eastern on Fox. And we, and we both saw that preview. We did. We're like, uh, we're, or Barnes is like, you know, I know you did it, Gordon! You killed Gavin! And then, then Gordon, in a fit of lying, says, I was framed! No, you weren't! You totally did it! <laughs> Donna, full disclosure, Donovan and I have been watching, like, American crime stories, like, this whole frame thing, like. <laughs> I just watched, like, the fifth episode for the third time with my brother. Yeah, like, <laughs> Gordon's gonna, like, hire Johnny Cochran, like. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely 100%. Not guilty. Dang, da, da, dang, da, dang. <laughs> and David Swimmer's there for some reason. <laughs> Gordon, or, or like, he wouldn't call him Juice, he'd call him like something like. <laughs> call him Juice. <laughs> okay. Juice, I know you didn't do it. But yeah, so I was. So Commissioner Gordon is OJ Simpson. But actually, that would be great if. um. Ugh. Okay, so, so no, not, not that, but I mean, if. <laughs> Here's one way it could play out. Nigma is playing cat and mouse with Gordon. 
maybe he goes to his old friend Penguin to try and get something on Gordon. Like, oh, I'm playing a cat and mouse game with Tim Gordon. Do you have any dirt on him? And Penguin's pissed at him for leaving him in the assignment. He's like, ah, oh, do I? You know we killed Galavan together, right? So maybe Nygma will kind of, like, try and expose him a little bit. That would be cool if Nygma, if Nygma tries to expose Gordon of his murder of Galavan before Gordon can expose him of his murder of Kristen uh, Kringle. Yeah, yeah. So if they do it that way, that would be cool. And especially if he's leaving clues at a museum for reasons. Now, the description makes it sound like the two plot lines are unrelated. But maybe it's one of those things where, like, we don't know who's, like, informing Barnes until, like, later on and we find out it's Nygma. I like that they're pitting Nygma against Gordon and, and that Nygma's plot is not, like, off to the side. It's, it's growing more into the main focus of the story. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, his, his plot line is more than just Miss Kringle. I brought you some flowers. Ugh. For the ninth flowers. time. How I hate you, Nigma. Now stand up for me at the end of the episode, so like I won't hate you, you know, until next. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you met, you know, douchey boyfriend number five. Hey, guy. <laughs> hey, riddle dude. Give me a riddle. <laughs> How many times did you do that last season? You know what? <laughs> She's dead. We 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 can't complain about it anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, like she 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 brought it on herself. By well, being so and, and we joked like she was an idiot anyway. It's like I might be a murderer. Oh, Nigma. <laughs> <laughs> she's Patty Mayonnaise, the idiot. <laughs> yeah, like she, she, she was so stupid. Like, oh, I didn't realize you wanted me at your apartment, but let, let me come in and like never see the light of day again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shall never again see the light of day. <laughs> uh, I don't have much to say about Paul Rubens except like he looks very aristocratic, like like he did in Batman Returns. Like, well, I mean, he, he doesn't exactly look like because in Batman Returns he looked a lot more like a snooty, fictionalized Hollywood version of a rich guy here he looks a bit more normal and i was kind of hoping they're they going to go for that tim burtony wacky look but and they don't have miss, <laughs> miss uh Yvette or whatever her name is <laughs> yes well, the, the, the season ends with him put shoving robin lord taylor over a bridge <laughs> <No! pool. laughs> and then he's raised by the penguins <laughs> Did it? I've said on this show, or maybe it was Compa Film Review, that like as a kid, I totally thought that the Penguins raised Danny DeVito into adulthood without any human assistance. I don't know what to think. <laughs> well, because I was in like first or second grade, and like when that scene happens, my friend turns to me and says, "And then the Penguins raised him to be one of them." Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, story checks. And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Okay, off topic." Speaking of the whole story checks out thing. One of the kids, like, when they slept over for Camp Justice Week, and we were watching some Simpsons episodes, and Homer has, like, a dream during the Bush presidency where, like, George, like, Herbert Walker Bush, like, gives him an award for something. I was like, wait a second. Homer didn't know who this guy was, like, two years from now. Was it an old episode or a new episode? It was an old episode. It, it was like, um... Oh. <laughs> well, that makes, makes it even funnier that, like, he doesn't remember... <laughs> It might have been the Mister. Pl- we watched a few. Of- we watched the Mister Plow episode because because like for a, for like at least the first like three seasons, Bush was president. Yeah. Hey, we're yeah. Hey, we're trying to get out. Uh, we're like the Walton scene. We're trying to get out of the Great Depression. Um, <laughs> I'm done if you're done though. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. All right. So until next time, this is Josh, and this is Donovan, and you've been listening to the Pee Wee's Playhouse Gotham Chronicle podcast. City of Justice.
right. So, w- what's the episode called that we're doing right now? Like a, a ball. A, a ball. What does this have to do with anything? A ball. Right. <laughs> a ball of mean and muddness. I was like, oh, we're obviously gonna get Clayface. Nope. <laughs> and um, and the eyes, like the eyes look like the eyes in the comic, as opposed to you know other stuff. So I'm happy with it. And, and, you know, we're not gonna, we don't need to do like an hour long, you know, episode, you know, dissecting, you know, five seconds. We're never gonna agree with anything. <laughs> I think that's a great comment. Is cutting it? <laughs> you you invited it with like you were gonna spend an hour on. It. Well, I said it out because I thought it would be too. Uh, <laughs> I thought that'd be too. I'll leave it. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> well, they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, <laughs> so, do we have any more comments? I said you have justice! Oh, I said you have love! Is that Mickey Mouse? <laughs> I forgot how Pee Wee son is. I don't know. I, 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 I don't remember watching that much Pee Wee. So. I, I did. My mom says I love Pee Wee when I was a kid, but I, no, I was a baby. Yeah.